Good morning and welcome to this week's episode of A Secret Life of a Hairstylist, the live workshop where we crush the term, I am just a hairstylist. Before we start on this episode, I am looking for hairstylists and salon owners who are ready to level up their business. I am here to help you build strategies, grow your clientele through social media, and help you build your dream clientele, grow your income, and build the business how you want. Head over to my website, samanthalacoste.com, to book your free 30-minute stylish session now so we can brainstorm ideas to help you grow. These sessions will be featured on the podcast so you get to not only showcase your salon and your business, but you also get to help other stylists who are going through the same things as you. So head over to the website, check that out and book your session now. I'm just a hairstylist. How am I supposed to be a photographer, a social media manager, a receptionist, a marketing manager, and an entrepreneur as well? Welcome to the Secret Life of a Hairstylist podcast, where we shatter the term, I'm just a hairstylist, and help inspire you behind the chair. I'm Samantha, and I'm a hairstylist, educator, and salon owner, and I want to help inspire you with tips from how to manage your social media, to how to sell retail, to how to continue a positive mindset, making you more money as a stylist. Every week, I will share my own experiences over the last 10 years, plus bring in amazing experts from all over the hair industry to share their secrets on success. So what do you say? Are you ready to challenge yourself, get inspired, and build your dream business behind the chair? So today I wanted to talk about tips. And I know money can be this taboo thing to talk about, but really at the end of the day, it is how we make our money, is how we are able to put food on our table, how we're able to do the things that we love to do. And I really think that it is a really important topic to, well, money is an important topic to talk about and really just get more comfortable with talking about it. Because if we're too afraid to talk about it, then we're too afraid to talk to our clients about it. And so I really just wanted to kind of give my overall view on tips as it is a conversation that is being talked a lot more about these days in whether you should or should not accept tips in the hairstyling industry. Um, And really just some like general hot tips, um, no pun intended or pun intended, and um, just some really general ways in how you can utilize that extra income. First and foremost, we need to remember that tips are a luxury. They are not a requirement. So we really, really have to remember that tips are something that are like just a supplementary to our income. It is not our actual income. So we don't want to expect them from people. Um, They are something that is given as an additive, but we don't want to expect that people are going to give them. And if they don't, that we get negative or resentful towards somebody if they don't give us that tip. Reality is, is, you know, there's different industries that do accept tips and, you know, the biggest one is the restaurant industry, but with the restaurant industry, it's so different because they have to, all those waiters have to tip out other staff. They have to tip out the cooks. They have to tip out the, the barman, the, um, hostesses, all those sorts of people. So they have to, they are expected to give other people money. So it is kind of like a requirement. Um, otherwise those servers are paying out of 
pocket to pay those other people, whereas we're not. So in the type of service industry that we're in, we really have to remember that it is a gift. It is not something that is to be expected or required for somebody to give us. So um, if somebody does not give us a tip, we need to remember that you don't know what's going on in their life. It might be they were on a budget. Um, you know, some people like right, especially right now, people have lost their jobs. People are on tighter budget budgets. They can't afford to give that extra extra dollar amount on top of the service dollar amount that they're already giving us. So um, we need to be more understanding of what people are going through. And we have to remember too that this is a supplementary gift somebody is giving us for giving them a good service so maybe it might be you were a little distracted that day um you weren't giving as good of a service as you usually do so sometimes we need to reflect on ourselves in that sense but don't take it so personally that they weren't like they were being rude by not giving you a tip or whatever it might be so just remember again that this is a luxury. It is not a requirement. Um, and we have to really appreciate the people who do give us a tip, but don't disappreciate somebody just because they didn't. Um, because again, you never know what is going on in somebody's life that they could not afford to give you that tip. Secondly, and most importantly, we really need to recognize the value of the service price that we are setting. So we don't want to include that tip amount or that expectation of that tip amount into our annual salary. So for instance, say we wanted to set a goal for ourselves of $70,000. And in order to make that, and I am totally making up a number right now, I know this will not add up. So don't quote me on it. I don't have a calculator in front me but just say we wanted to make seventy thousand dollars a year and we need to make fifty thousand or sorry fifty dollars an hour in order to make that so we're reflecting our services based on that number amount so you know if we work a six hour day we need to make three hundred dollars a day in order to make that um uh, that seventy thousand dollars that we that we set for that goal that we set for ourselves. So we don't want to say, okay, well, you know what? I want to make 70,000, but I'm actually just going to make 50,000 instead. And that extra 20,000 will come from tips. So we lowball our service prices and make it, you know, $30 instead of that $50. And we know that we'll get that extra 15, $20 in tips. We're not expecting that amount of money in tips. We're not expecting those tips to roll in. We want to set our service prices based on that annual salary that we want to give ourselves. So we need to know that in order to make $70,000 a year, we need to charge our services at X amount in, and that will equal out to $70,000 a year. If we end up getting tips out of that, then great. We've made ourselves an extra bit of income on top of that. So let's dive into should you or should you not accept tips? And really, I think what the general consensus of what I was understanding from the people who have decided not to accept tips is that they really just wanted to take away that that expectation of having to give 
extra money on top of the service that they were already giving. They really just want to be like, I know I want to make $100,000 a year. I need to charge X amount of dollars in order to make that. And I don't want people to feel obligated to have to give on top of that um, because I am charging that higher service ticket rate. And now if anybody who is not accepting um, tips and has more to say on that, then amazing, please share. What I just wanted to reiterate was that you don't want to discount a service or devalue your service just to get a bigger tip or to recoup some of that cost that you've lost by discounting by getting a bigger tip. Like again, your client might not give it to you, um, so don't expect that they're gonna give that tip. We need to remember to charge our value and what you are worth within that hour and not make our tips that like additional income that's going to make that up. So I feel like I have gone over how to charge your worth as much as possible and not use tips as your supplementary income. So I just wanted to give you a few hot tips on how to save the tips that you do get within the salon if you do accept um, tips still. And I mean, the industry is going in so many different ways and I think everybody has their own opinions on how they're going to do things. You know, there's conversations about how to price your services, whether it's like a la carte or hourly or whatever it might be. Everybody's going to do something different and what you do is up to you as long as you are charging your worth and that you are you know not going into crazy debt because you're not charging enough then however you do things is up to you and whatever works for you is is good for you so I don't want like my opinion to be the end-all be-all or anybody else's to be I want you to take what people say and really run with it in a way that works for you So just some tips on how to, I keep saying tips and I feel like you could take a shot for every time I say tips and (laughs) you're going to be like totally done by the end of this episode. But, um, so I think that being that it is an, an extra or supplementary income can really benefit you in so many different ways and so there's so many times that I see stylists who just like you use it as like throw away cash and they end up just kind of like throwing a little bit here a little bit there and it becomes like this invisible money that people just have whereas you know maybe you're in a little bit of debt maybe you've been trying to save up for a vacation but you've been struggling to do it or there's a really expensive pair of scissors you wanted or um, a class you've always wanted to go to and you can really utilize your tips in a much more productive way um, rather than this invisible money that just kind of like gets thrown away and you're like where did all that money go at the end of the year right and so if this is something that you are struggling with um, I really wanted to give you this tip that I have utilized over the years is putting it into a separate bank account. So, or, you know, if you take them all in cash, then putting them into an envelope or a, um, uh, a jar or something. And, and what I've actually used them in the past have been for my, uh, car insurance, because that's a really big cost. It's like, I don't know, $2,000. I'm really not actually sure how much mine is, but it's like $2,000, $3,000 a year, however much it might be, some are less, some are more. And I would put that away. And then by the time my car insurance came up, then I could put it towards that or, um, I'll, I'll put it away and, and it'll become my savings for a big trip that 
that I want to go on to or something like that. But so if you take them all in cash, put them in a jar. If they um, go onto your paychecks, then just take that income that comes around every two weeks and put it into a separate account. Um, so this is a really great way of utilizing that extra income. Same goes for your retail commissions. So taking those retail commissions and putting them into a separate account will really add up over time. And I think that that is such a, a great way of utilizing it because those retail commissions can now become like your education fund or um, or your rainy day fund or whatever it might be. But rather than using that as your daily income coming in because we should know what we are going to be making and if you don't know what you're going to make every week then we really have to sit down and break down what we are making how much we are making every hour and really start to understand where that money is coming from and how we are building our business in these different ways. So, you know, if you do X amount of haircuts a day, you know that you're going to be making approximately that much amount of money, um, say you're making like $500 a week. And so you should know or have that expectation that, okay, every two weeks there's about a thousand dollars rolling in. So, um, any income on top of that can be put into a separate account and used as my rainy day fund. So just some great ways of, uh, saving money and, and utilizing your tips and your retail commissions and all those supplementary incomes as benefits towards your future or those big things that you want. And last tip, um, is something that, and I know this is not something for everybody, but it has really helped us as a salon and, um, in, in more ways than you would ever think, but we actually put our tips onto our paychecks. So it becomes actual income rather than that invisible cash that kind of comes around here and there. And this is something we've done for a couple of years now, um, but it has definitely been utilized in, in the time of COVID because we no longer accept cash. And so, uh, one of the great benefits of it or two of the great benefits of it are, things that I didn't even really understand when we started putting them on our on our payroll um, because rather than well for instance in in Canada um, I don't I, I can't speak for the states but in Canada and let me just preface this by saying like I am not an accountant or anything by any means but this is just some of the benefits that I have found through our business so your tips are taxable. So um, however much money you bring in in tips has to be accounted for on your uh, on your year end taxes and it will get taken off. So um, we have to put an X amount of dollars on it. So if you don't accept tips, then you don't even have to worry about that. But for those of you who do, um, you do have to um, uh, account for that money at the end of your tax season. So that money can be taken off and you could end up owing money in the end. So by putting it onto our payroll, it actually automatically takes that those taxes off and then we don't have to worry about it at the end of the year and we end up usually getting a little bit back, which is kind of nice. And the other big benefit is that now that this taxable income that you're adding onto your paycheck is now going towards your CPP. So for us Canadians, the Canadian pension plan, um, this money is making it 
look like you have a larger, not making look because it is actually, but it's a taxable income that you actually have a larger income. So that's now actually putting more away into your CPP than just that invisible money that we were just throwing away at whatever kind of crap that we wanted, right? So now we have this new a new and larger taxable income that is going towards the CPP. So when we do retire, eventually we will end up getting more money because we have accounted for this other random income that has come in into our business. So just some other benefits, things to think about um, that might benefit you, might not benefit you, you might not care, you might, whatever it might be, but just some things to think about that are a little bit different that you might not have thought of before. So I hope that this episode gave you some insight, um, helped you with a few different things, and really at the end of the day, whether you do one thing or the other is really up to you and what works for your business, but just understanding the why behind things and being open to something different that you might have not thought of before. So if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review in your favorite podcast player and a review if you could um, share this with your friends so we can keep this podcast going. Um, and if you have any guests that you would or topics that you would like discussed within this show, please send me a DM at Secret Life of a underscore hairstylist and um, check out my website at www.samanthalacoste.com for other events and education that we have up on there. So I hope you have a great rest of the day. Enjoy and just remember I believe in you and I know you can do anything that you set your mind to. So I hope you enjoy the rest of the day and we will see you on the next episode.